Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. <laughs> Can I just start this podcast? Zoe just played a trick on our producer and she properly fell for it, right? It's April Fool's Day when we're recording this and she put in our group WhatsApp, literally, what did she say? Sorry guys, I've woken up with chicken pox, literally covered in them, I can't make the recording. The producer replied, oh no, poor you Zoe. And we were sat on the recording and she literally went to me, Georgia, have you seen Zoe's message? And I'm sitting <laughs> there thinking, what? It's April Fool's Day. What is going on? And she's like, right, the plan B, you can do this on your own. We can go and get some. And I'm like, what, what, what? You could have let her go for ages. Charlotte's basically the the, the third stand to our tripod. Like she's yeah. the person that pulls this whole thing together. She's also one of the nicest people on the planet, yeah, she but she's also fairly gullible on certain situations. <laughs> so that was just too good. I knew Charlotte would like be like a hook, like a like a fish on a hook. Anyway, happy April Fool's Day because we are recording this on April Fool's Day. Any pranks happening in your house? No, I mean, I told you so, didn't I? I was actually going to come on Instagram and say that we were finishing the podcast for good, but then we decided it was too mean. And also, you might, might believe us and then no one will listen to the podcast. It, well, exactly. Really sad. I was thinking more the cling film over the Lucy. <laughs> if you did, that's what you, is that what you did this morning. I tried to do it. I tried to do it to Dawes because I thought it could be funny, but then I got caught with the cling film and it got stuck. I was trying to do it really quickly and then my whole prank got busted. And basically, I love it. I love April Fool's Day for that reason. I've always been into pranking people I think it's ridiculous like my favorite is water balloons you know when you like bomb people from out the yes. window that's yeah. quite funny I don't although oh I don't have gosh. any but yeah the, the, loads of things could happen today let's just yeah, say that. yeah I love it when I used to work um for a PR agency like years and years and years ago it always used to be a thing like we used to have to come yeah. up with April Fool's for our brands I can't even think of some of them but <laughs> they was like you know like working for a washing machine brand and you'd put out that they've created a washing machine that folds and irons for you as well and we'd actually send those stories to the papers like um but yeah it's good I feel like last year it didn't really happen but this year I'm hoping people are going to pull out some good ones people have kind of got a bit of hope and optimism again haven't they and and, yeah and with that comes you know people are sort of finding their sense of humor again and like I haven't found anything funny for a year but now 
Yeah, <laughs> you're ready. I feel like I'm on a roll. I'm ready for it. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. Just like Easter holidays, like you said on Instagram yesterday. It's mm. actually a lot, isn't it? I mm. feel bad like being like, oh, it's Easter mm. holidays. But the kids have literally just gone back to school mm. and it's like, oh, three weeks and now they're breaking for two weeks. And I mm. can, Axel feels anxious about it because he keeps mm. going, is it just two weeks? Is it just two weeks that I'm yeah. off for? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 I promise you. He's not, not 1,575 days. I'm like, nope, not that, <laughs> not, not that many days. Oh, and him. I bet there's so many, you know, a lot of us parents are feeling anxious about it because we're like, mm. oh no, we've got to go back and do, you know, entertain them again with everything closed. But I reckon the kids feel quite anxious that it's what we told them at Christmas. We told them that they were off for two weeks and then it, it turned into ages. So, Do you know what? One of my friends um, yesterday gave me some really fantastic advice and basically mm. said to me, she's, she's, she's one of my like older, she's my best mate, Ali. She's in her 50s. Yeah. She's got two grown-up kids. So she's kind of my mumspiration. She's like my go-to when I need some help on things. And yeah. she basically turned around to me because I said, look, I'm feeling really anxious. I've got heart palpitations. I'm, I'm, I'm stressing out about the, the workload and wanting to spend time with the kids and, you know, that, that, fit, that pressure of like constantly having to entertain them. And she was like, stop. She was like, that is not your job. You do not, you're not a clown. You don't have to mm. entertain them from six o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock at night. Your children have to learn that it's okay to be bored, that it's okay yeah. to sit in front of the telly to watch a film, that it's okay to wait, that actually if you're in the middle of sending emails or, you know, trying to record something or doing whatever it is that you're doing, you can say to them, kit you need to go and sit down for 20 minutes you can do x y and z and i'll come back to you when i'm ready and that that they have to know the boundaries because yeah, if they, so and i think true. caroline and various other people that we've chatted to on the podcast have also said that that you're not open all hours you know it's yeah. not 24 hours a day seven days a week that actually they can just hang on a second and i think once i kind of got that into my head that you know they've got each other they're a little team i've yeah. got things to do i'll spend quality time with them when i can we'll go out for nice walks we'll meet up with friends in the garden you know that sort of thing that that, that made me feel better actually yeah and you're so right I think that's really interesting that she said about kids learning to be bored yeah. because now like literally kids tv is on all day all night you can put it on mm. any time of day can't you you know we can get things on up on youtube like in a second there's yeah. they are basically stimulated from the second they wake up to the second they go to sleep and we mm. like it wasn't like that for us like no. we you know we would have to wait till 4 30 for our favorite tv program to come on you Sharky know like and George <laughs> <Of course>. Brilliant. <laughs> but do you know what I mean though we yeah. didn't have all of that at our fingertips and we had to make up games and we had to like improvise didn't we so mm. um yeah I think that's really interesting and definitely something to keep in mind when you're trying to plan endless activities yeah um, I'm I'm yeah I'm just we, we just went outside and did our workout we do it every morning at about 8 30 and yeah. um they were like we want to come outside and, and um do some exercise with you and I was like brilliant and they spent an hour and a half an hour and a half we didn't train for an hour and a half but they were out there for longer just literally doing like shuttle runs together running around the trampoline up into the little little like summer house that we've got on you know just and like trying to do press-ups with us and stuff and they just loved they were just in so much of a better place than they were at eight o'clock in the morning when it was all going wrong inside so yeah, yeah if you're having one of those mornings get them outside wherever that is a park you know a wood a garden yeah. a terrace Absolutely. whatever it looks like whatever. Exactly. run them around yeah yeah Get them char- let them charge about. But today we are doing a get to know us Q&A because we've noticed yeah. that we picked up a few new followers. So hello to all of you guys if you're new yeah. to us. So we thought why not just, you know, you could basically ask us whatever you want and we're going to answer it. 
Yeah, should we just jump straight in? <laughs> yeah, should we do the first one from Holly? How did you guys meet? Um, how did we meet? We met in the Curious Cafe in Cheltenham, didn't we? Because someone's asked that a bit later on as well. They wanted to know exactly what cafe we met in. Yeah. Um, we were. I was visibly pregnant, and Zoe, you weren't, but you were pregnant. And I had Rufus with me, and Isla was with you. And I think Rufus yeah. was kind of like like getting Isla's attention and then we just got chatting didn't we yeah that's exactly what happened it was just such a weird chance meeting we were sitting in the corner Dozza with Isla and me and I was feeling really morning like I had horrible morning sickness I just felt constantly like I was either sort of drunk or hung over um and you were sitting there as well and Rufus obviously for those of you that don't know Rufus is George's dog who now doesn't live with her um (laughs) and yeah that was it was just a really lovely moment where we just sort of looked at each other and started chatting and smiling and we got talking about James playing football and Dozza playing rugby and we we realized that our our flats were basically on the same road Malvern Road in Cheltenham I was at one end and Georgia was at the other uh, you could almost see from from our like sitting room you could almost see Georgia's yeah it's crazy and mad? then it's weird as well because we exchanged numbers which I don't think I've I'm ever really done though, do you know I? what I mean though like I don't think I'd ever really done that and then I remember messaging you yeah. because I'd got into work like I think you said to me oh I'm pregnant but it's very early days and all that stuff and then I'd got into work like two or three weeks later and I had a thing come in from OK or Hello, Hello magazine. Hello, yeah. And it was a picture of you and Dozza. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's Zoe that I met in Cheltenham. And they were requesting clothes. And I remember messaging you like, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> you remember that? that. So I remember, I, I was talking to James about it the other day. I was like, that was so weird. Like, I don't know. What a weird coincidence. As do well. you believe in fate? Because I do. And I feel like that was a yeah. real pinnacle moment in my life. Really, yeah. it really, really was. I had a, t- you know, we both had these tiny little babies on board and then we just came into each other's life just at that moment. It was so weird. Like, I thank the universe for that moment. Yeah, exactly. Because imagine if we hadn't picked to go to the Curious Cafe that day, you know? No. Like- decided to go somewhere else and actually it was quite hard to get a table in there so seriously hard but they did do the best breakfast (laughs) they did they did so that's how we met (laughs) what a love affair that is I love it I know um Ziggy and Dot we love this brand do you want to take that one yeah so how to cope with the first few weeks of baby number two and juggling number one um well for me and I don't even know if it can happen well I know it can happen now can't it because baby's under one you're allowed to have someone um from outside your household in your household I have my mum stay with us um for a few weeks and I just took all of the help that I could get um and also do you know what as well like at the moment it's probably quite good if if you've got any friends who want to take uh, number one out to the park for a couple of hours or out yeah. for a walk for a couple of hours because that was the bit that I found the hardest it wasn't actually mm-hmm. the juggle it was the guilt that I wasn't giving um, Axel enough attention I felt so mm-hmm. guilty but then I was planning all those things with him um, you know like he'd go off with James's sisters or you know he'd be taken out and have really special days and that really helped me like really really helped because I knew that he was still having fun and he mm-hmm. hopefully wasn't gonna hate Gigi <laughs> yeah that is, um, that, that's a fear yeah. as well isn't it yeah what about you yeah I think firstly I think it's such a normal fear I think 
basically every single parent that's going into number two feels that way that number one mm. is going to feel put out that they're you know you're going to break the bond how are you going to cope what's number one going to do when you're feeding number two whatever that looks like for you um and you know it can it can bring up quite a lot of anxiety it definitely did for me I was completely freaked out that you know Luna wasn't going to love Kit and you know, I wasn't going to have this special relationship with Luna any longer and how would I love another baby and oh god I was just Dozer was like oh my god just chill out <laughs> so, oh, yeah. worrying about all these things but um I think with number two you 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 know exactly what you're doing at least you know a little bit more of what you're doing from when you had your first baby so yeah. it's actually not as full-on um, yeah, and not. you can adapt easier going from one to two than you can from zero to one. I always say that. And also yeah, number two, uh, sorry, n- n- number one child has to, in a way, realize that they're not center of the universe any longer and that there is another. And it's a bit of an adjustment for them, but it's a mm. really good growing and learning process for that child. Because yeah. up until that point, they've had all of your attention undivided forever. They've got what they want, when they want, all that kind of stuff. And now they have to learn that actually, no, it's okay to wait. Again, this is what we're going back to. Um, so I think, yeah, I think give yourself a bit of a break. And also, you know what? If they have to sit with their iPads or in front of a telly while you feed, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. Don't beat yourself up about that. Yeah, it's survival, isn't it? Yeah. Um, This one's for you, Zoe. So how did you adapt so well to becoming a a stepmom? I'm struggling, but want to be fab. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well... That is such a lovely, honest question. Um, and I've definitely struggled. So we're the same. Um, I think for me, there was never a moment where I wasn't with Dozer without a child. So when I met him, it's one of the first things he said to me. In fact, I think I'd, I'd already kind of stalked his Instagram a little bit and seen that he <laughs> had a daughter. So I already knew. Um, so there was never an option for me not to be okay with it in terms of like, you know, it was never going to go away. So then I started to have to think, you know, what sort of a person do I want to be? Do I want to be a person that shuns love and pushes away love for the sake of the fact that this doesn't look like the picture that I wanted it to look like? You know, nobody goes into it thinking, oh, I tell you what, I'll be a step parent because, you know, you know that there's going to be struggles. Of course, once you become a step parent, you realize there are so many amazing things about it. So I adapted to it. I spoke to, uh, I had a, a, still have a very good friend who's a step parent and I was chatting to her lots about it. And also I just tried to always put myself in the shoes of Isla. She was a baby when I met her. She was only 18 months old. And, you know, suddenly there was this strange woman that had come into her life that she didn't know. Um, Isla has the most loving heart. And I just tried to be friends with her. I tried to make a connection with her on loads of different levels, you know, playing with her and taking her out for walks. And we used to do like plaits in, you know, plaits in in, in her hair. And I I just used to do loads of little things with her that I knew she liked to do. Um, Mm. And that bond started to grow. Um, and I, I'm very open with Dozer about how I feel. Some days are quite challenging. Uh, we've had a big journey with um, Dozer's ex uh, in terms of custody and all of that. So, you know, for a few years, like three or four years, it was quite poisonous, that sort of situation. But now we're at a really good place. We're all friends. We all communicate really well. We've got great access. So I, my best advice to you, think about how your stepchild is feeling. Fundamentally, they want their parents to be together. So you have to respect that and you have to understand that. And mm-hmm. ultimately, they have a great parents you have a really special role to play and that you can be the person that they come to to talk about things, you know, to share secrets with, to, to, to give mm. advice to. You're like like a really cool aunt that, you know, wants to love and support them. Um, oh, that's brilliant. Is that, 
I could talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And also from like from, you know, so I'm I'm not a step parent. I don't have any experience being a step parent. But I feel like the fact that you've put I'm struggling, but I want to be fab. I feel like that says everything. Amazing. You know, mm. like that just says everything to me that you really want to make it work. And for me, that means you will. And you're probably doing an amazing job. Yeah. And like, you've got to look really, really deep inside yourself. This is what I say to everybody that when we have that conversation, it makes me feel really emotional. How much love have you got inside yourself to love a child that isn't yours biologically? Mm. And that is, that is a great gift that you can give them and gift that you can give yourself. Uh, Hannah, how did you dress your pregnant body, George? I'm struggling to find nice bits that are me. Oh God, I'm me. <laughs> I hated it. I feel like it's so much easier to be pregnant in the summer than it is to be pregnant mm. in the winter because mm. essentially in the summer there's so many amazing things you can wear like dresses that like they're not necessarily maternity dresses but they're there's enough room you know they might be tight around the bust or tight on the arms or whatever but they you know they can they've got room to fit a bump. So mm -hmm. whether that's stretchy bodycon or floaty, whatever it is. And also dresses are so comfortable. Like mm. when you've got a bump and, you know, sometimes it's itchy, isn't it? So mm. it just, I don't know, I found dresses to be like the best thing. Um, and I think that's kind of what you've got to do. I think you've got to look outside the maternity section because we both found, didn't we, like that quite often you go to the maternity section it's all like ditzy prints and prints oh. that you wouldn't find in the main collection oh, and it's weird gosh. they just yeah. decide to put that in the maternity section um and just you can size up you can wear exactly the same things as you used to like you know obviously obviously not like jeans or whatever you have to adapt those but you know a lot of tops you can adapt like yep. you can wear a, a shirt open with a nice t-shirt underneath there's so many different ways but I think look outside the maternity section I think that's like my number one tip I think George I wish that Georgia had been um near me the first time round, <laughs> been in my life the first time around because I basically every day I got off and was like <gasps> I have no idea how to dress my bump. And looking back on it, second time round, I, I definitely got it better. I definitely did better with it. First time round, I just looked awful the whole time and hated it because um, I just wasn't into dresses at that point in my life. Yeah, and I had so the whole summer hard. pregnant, like a whole summer pregnant, and I was just struggling constantly because my whole thing in life was to kind of knit my waist in and ex accentuate my wear, like wear a little belt around my waist or wear high waisted jeans with t shirts tucked in. And suddenly I just couldn't do that anymore. So I was like, yeah. <gasps> but I, my advice as well with, with George is, is just go simple, like go simple. Um, you know, really nice Breton top, get some great maternity jeans. We love um, H&M, do some fab ones, ASOS, Yeah, Top River Shark. Island I River saw the Island. other day. They've got yeah. some styles because we like River Island for denim as well, don't we? So um, yeah. it's a good place to go. Also, do you know what? Invest in things that like aren't maternity. So like jackets that you can mm. wear open, shoes, mm. bags, necklaces, mm. sunglasses, yeah. hats, yeah. like all of those <laughs> sorts of things that, you know, you can wear after as well. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. We 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 we'll do I'll tell you what we'll do. George did some breastfeeding friendly um tops the other day, didn't you, G? So why don't we just do yes. some some um prego outfits? Yeah, like some bump friendly yeah, like dresses bump friendly. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, cool. We will do that. Um Zoe, this one's for you. Want <laughs> to know everything about playing it straight. Love that program. We've never spoken about this, so I'm all ears. Oh, God. This is from Anna. Hello, Anna. Um 
Playing It Straight, for those of you that don't know, is a show that was on telly on Channel 4, my first TV show back in 2005. I was 21 years old. I went along to these auditions and ended up getting the job, ended up flying to Mexico within sort of 10 days of auditioning. And there I was with 10 guys in Mexico thinking that I was going on a dating show, just a, just a normal dating show, because I wanted to yeah. be a presenter and you know, I'd done all my training, I'd done all my acting training and that. And I just thought, my mum was like, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And that was back in the day that there was only five channels. So I thought, well, we can make this a good show. Yeah. Um, it was before reality TV, really, like Big Brother had started. But it was kind of at that, re- it was like, it was basically like a scripted reality show. Um, and obviously, when I got there, they told me that some of the men that were around the table were gay and some of the men were straight. And it was my job to figure out who were the straight men and who were the gay oh guys. Gosh. So I was like, oh my God, 21 years old. What the hell have I signed up for? But we had the best eight weeks. Um, in terms of wanting to know everything, it was fun. It was camp. It was, you know, hilarious. It was, you know, a bit, a bit, a bit f- sort of intense for me because I ended up choosing a gay guy called Ben. Did you? Yeah, I picked a gay man called Ben who was a builder from Essex and (gasps) he actually had won Mr. Gay UK. But because I was, I like growing up in Kenya and Kent, like I hadn't really, my eyes just weren't that open to the, like to the world. And, you know, I was still very young and anyway, when I didn't fall in love with him, but I formed a really tight bond with him. And because I'm you know, I'm, I'm that sort of person. I really bought into everything that he was saying to me. And he was like, you know, darling, I'm going to help you out and I'll help you find the gay guys. And, you know, we'll sort of form a bit of an alliance. And I was like, oh, great. And he was like, but of course, you know, I'm straight. And I was like, of course you are. And then so I chose him for the final because obviously there was a hundred grand up for grabs. And then that final episode, I was like, I had three guys left. Um, Danny, this dark haired guy who I actually had a bit of a crush on at the time. And then this other guy, I can't, Marco I think his name was um who I thought was gay and then um I ended up choosing Ben and and when I was like Ben you know I choose you he was like I'm gay darling and I was like (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't believe it and I couldn't believe it um but he gave me a hundred thousand pounds because he was like I didn't come on here I didn't come on here for the money. I came on here to prove a point. It was a re- like it was a really beautiful moment. But anyway, we ended up sharing the cash, and I'm still good mates with Danny Kelly, who the blonde guy um, who was on it. Who I also yeah, I thought he was quite cute. I mean, they were they were all quite. It was a fun. It was a fun job. Oh my god! I, do you know I have never heard you speak about it before? So that is you so can still watch it on 4OD for those. Can of you? That you? Are oh my god! I'm going to do it. I absolutely. I'm going to get. Judgy James, we're going to sit oh, down God. and watch it together. Can't oh, wait. Yeah, any other questions on it, you can just do it me. <laughs> so we'll be back right after this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. Welcome back. Now, where were we? This is from Nicole. My daughter is exactly the same age as Gigi and try as I might, I cannot get my figure back to what it was. How do you guys look so good and manage to fit in exercise? Right, George. I mean, firstly, right, just remember that angles on Instagram are not always real because I can look completely different in real life. Sometimes I look at myself on, you know, like if I've, I don't know, I've gone out running and I've taken a selfie and then I look and I think, God, I look completely different. And Mm. that does happen, you know, like a lot of us don't feel comfortable posting our bad angles. I mean, I try, I try not to worry about it too much, but just remember that things you see online Mm. are Mm. not always, I mean, they're not like we're editing photos, but you know, you know, some days we don't feel comfortable putting up our bad angles so yes. please don't yeah don't get you know don't beat yourself up about that first first yeah. off yeah and um, and I think maybe secondly I think for, like it's very like I, I think Georgia and I find it quite difficult to talk about this subject because mm. you know we that's why we don't post about like things that we eat and things like that like lots of people message us and say could you please write your daily intake of food yeah and what do like you that. eat in a day we, yeah we, 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 that's just not us we just won't do that because we we really want to boost people from the inside out to make you feel confident whatever you're you know how you know whatever you whatever you look like however you feel like you've got to love your skin you're in you've got to be okay with that and that goes absolutely deeper than your diet so Mm. you know that's why we don't sort of comment on it but I think it's everybody has a right to want to lose their weight and to feel as good as they can do and therefore in terms of exercise I think it's absolutely key I try to get in between four or five sessions a week which is a lot so if you can do three amazing and the earlier you can get it done the better because let's be honest once the day starts you're into it you're parenting you know if if you're in a relationship where there's two of you at home then what like if you get up just get up get on with it put your lycra straight on you know we've been talking about um active wear quite a lot and just do all you need to do is a 20 minute hit i love barry's so if you go to igtv and put in barry's barry's australia do a 30 minute workout which is no equipment needed you can do it in your living room or you can do it outside just get it done and then that is all you need to do if you can get out for a run if you like running brilliant but if you're one of those people that's like I want to get it done I want it to be over I would highly recommend doing the Barry's Australia or the Barry's America workouts because they're short sharp and really effective yeah and also just to add to that I think I was always somebody who felt like they couldn't work out at home and we you know we've said this haven't we so now we realize how much time in a day we wasted Mm. like traveling to the gym spending an hour at the gym and then traveling home like it was almost like a three hour round trip Mm. and I think I always used to think that everything 
had to be perfect in a way yeah. so I would never work out if Gigi was awake because I'd think she'd start crawling all over me or yeah. whatever but I've actually worked out recently it doesn't actually matter no. so if there's only if you've only got half an hour and you're putting the kids in front of the tv there is every chance that they're going to disturb you right yeah. but it's better done than perfect agreed so yeah I, I think you just need to just take the moments where you can yeah exactly oh exactly that and you know and and also if you don't get it done in a day tomorrow's a new day like exactly. start again tomorrow but it will make you feel good it is challenging the kids it are is. crawling all over us all the time but you just gotta it go right really sit hard. down get on with it <laughs> it is hard what are your favorite makeup brands and jean brands mid-price i'm so not like a one brand person for anything <laughs> no we like all the brands charlotte yeah. tilbury it's got to be one of my favorite yeah I think and you can make Ricardo now which is like the best thing ever oh my god can you yes yes you can it's brilliant <sighs> charlotte tilbury we absolutely love um iconic do some really lovely bits like they've got like a really nice set prep and glow spray which we've talked about before yeah um, i like laura mercier i have done for years i've always used laura mercier products i really like them um they're not too expensive like there's some brands which I love like Shantikine by Terry and all those brands but 70 quid for a foundation I just think oh I just can't I just can't do it no um but yeah Laura Mercier I always find all their all her products are brilliant yeah NYX is also a really good budget brand um they do a really good translucent powder and they've got like really great kind of they just got a really lovely full range you can get them in boots actually so that's quite a good um that's yeah. quite, if, you, if you're if you're on more of a budget um you know that, that that's a good brand to look at and also Revolution Pro are really good they do like a great yes. blush and eyeshadow palettes they and stuff do. like that yeah and L'Oreal for like concealers mascaras CC creams I've got into L'Oreal this year because I do yeah. like to go and see makeup in the flesh I mean, rather than order online and fortunately like you know boots and Superdrug are open so you can actually go and have a look yeah um so yeah there's there's so many but jean brands I always used to buy really expensive jeans like forever I always bought page and j brand jeans I would never buy anything else and me citizens of humanity yeah yeah but now like that's just not the case like at Mm. all like uh, you know we love the denim from next like we said they do different sizes so they do in between sizes they do so many different styles H&M are are great for denim River Island like you really don't have to spend loads anymore mm. um, on good denim. Topshop, like Topshop jeans are amazing. Topshop Edison jeans are one of my favourite yeah. pairs of jeans ever. And they wash Me up too. so well. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, not, we're not the people to spend fortunes on jeans, mainly because our kids you know rub stuff all of them all over them the whole time and then you're like I just don't clothes get trashed but I also want I want good quality denim that's going to last and I really feel you can achieve that from the high street brands you can you definitely can gone are the days where you don't wash your denim you know like you're only supposed to wash your denim like twice (sighs) a year or something ridiculous I mean I couldn't get away with not washing my denim after one wear anymore someone said to me you should roll them up and put them in the freezer Oh my God. Do you know James, Judgy James used to take his jeans. He used to wear this brand called PRPS. I don't know if anyone remembers it, but it was like a few years, no, 10 years ago, probably. And he used to take them on holiday and wash them in the sea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where he read it, but he obviously read like David Beckham or someone like that must have done it. Oh, of course he did. I remember being in Cyprus and he brought his jeans to the beach thinking, what on (laughs) 
earth is he doing <laughs> an extra an extra set of luggage just so he can bring oh, all his dirty jeans all his, yeah exactly um so, this is yeah. from kate uh, who's your dream guest on the podcast g oh who's a dream guest i've got so many for so many different reasons but i think the person that i would feel like oh my god i can't believe would be like someone like victoria beckham because you know, my whole life I've looked, you know, looked at her and watched what she's achieved and like, just look, you know, just one of those people that's kind of been in my life the, the whole, the whole time that I've been into yeah. like, you know, popular culture and stuff. So for me, probably her just because that would feel like a real achievement, I guess, um, to have someone like that. But who would you, who would it be <sighs> for you? I've got, I've got three. Okay, go on then. Amal Clooney. Yes. Oh my yeah. God, let's get her on the podcast. She's so bright and brilliant. And I mean, what an advocate for all things like that's good in the world. She's just such a powerhouse. That'd be such an, a brilliant conversation. Uh, so her, Michelle Obama. I knew you were going to say Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, Obama yeah. please, can we have you on the podcast? Every time she's doing something in the UK, yeah. Zoe's always like, <laughs> does anyone know who is arranging this this, this, this press trip or whatever she's on? Is there any way we can get to her? I'm like, please, can we get to her? Yeah. Um, and then just for lols, um, Jennifer Lopez. I've chatted to her before. Oh, I've interviewed her once and yeah. me and her ba- basically best friends. So she's got to come back on. I mean, why has she not come on if you're best mates? Seriously, her PR, this come is on. so funny. So I got to interview her in Dubai. She was, we, I was out there. It was like the best job I've ever booked in my life. I was out there doing the um, most expensive horse race in the world. It's called like the Dubai World Cup or something. Yes. They sent me out there to film something for the Dubai Tourist, tourist Board and J-Lo was performing um, as like the finale of the race over the three days. Anyway, so Sheikh Mohammed um, had given her as her payment... Oh, I can't believe I'm telling you this. Basically, I'd given her a house as a payment. <gasps> I'd given her some money, but also given her this house. house. yeah. Which was worth like $5 million. So we, and we all got like five minutes with her um, before the night of the performance. So we all drove up to these new block of houses. This is so showbiz. We were in a, in a fucking um, golf buggy and we were like flying through Dubai <laughs> really, really hot up to the, onto this estate, into the golf, uh, into the house. And we waited in there and her PR team came in and were like, right. Jayla was going to come in now. And, you know, that look at her directly in the eyes. And I was like, are you joking? I turned to my producer. I was like, well, I'm interviewing her. How am I not supposed to look at her in the eyes? And they were like, when she comes in the room, everybody needs to just look down. She's going to come in. You can say hello. And then we're going to leave. And then you're going to wait. So I was like, okay, fine. Anyway, so I went in. I had five minutes. Okay. And me and her just got on like a house on fire. So we were just chatting away. I asked her about her kids. I said that, you know, you must be missing them. Anyway, she really like warmed up. Anyway this chat just kept going on and her PR just kept leaning in and they were jabbing me in the ribs, basically, in the back with their fingers as if to stop the chat. And I just ignored them. I got about 12 and a half minutes with her in the wow. end. Wow. I know. Oh Don't mess God. with me. Even if you no. jab me in the ribs with your fingers, <laughs> I will not give up. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's amazing. That's a good story, oh, isn't it? That is a really good story. So Jayla, wow, if you're listening, so. let's hope you've got some new PR. Cool. Who knew presenting can be dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a few questions actually like all together what did Georgia work yeah. before Made by Mamas is Georgia's full-time job now Made by Mamas well 
for the last two years, it has been. I was obviously on maternity leave with Gigi and then just continued. Um, but I used to work in PR for like brands like GHD and Evian and washing machine brands and all sorts and then for seven years I worked at House of Fraser and I looked after all the beauty marketing and yeah so that yeah that was my job and it's definitely not something I'm not going to go back to I'm sure I will like at some point it'll just be at the right time so yeah that's that's where we're at. George is basically a superwoman and this is what we're all about obviously at Made by Mamas is kind of inspiring people to do lots of different things, following all of their passions, being able to juggle it all, being the absolute mum boss, you know, and that doesn't mean necessarily having a career. That just means juggling, you know, everything in your life and just doing it with a big smile on your face because you can do it. Yeah, So, you know, we're, we're all about kind of doing lots of different things at the same, you know, I've got a different a different career outside of Made yeah. by Mamas, which is a really big passion of mine. I've also got, you know, a personal sort of fashion page over on Zoe Harbin, which I love doing. And, you know, so yeah, Georgia's Georgia's gonna do things, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But also this could, you know, we are actually really busy with Made by Mamas. So yeah. if we needed it to be our full time job, then it absolutely would yeah, be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um Did you go to uni? Frankly. I did. Yeah, I went to the London College of Fashion. Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I went with my backpack and travelled around the world for two years. <laughs> I mean, you probably learnt more. I had the best time of my life. Basically, I left college and I just decided to go and do a ski season. So I, I just turned 18. Um, I turned 18 in the November, finished college in the May. And then obviously had like a wild summer and then tipped up to this. So before I went, my parents said to me, well, have you got a job? And I was like, I haven't sorted anything out yet, but one of my mates has told me that if you just go to ski resorts and you just tip up (laughs) and you walk around to the bars, you can get jobs. And they were like, oh, for goodness sakes, this is so you. This is is me all over, right? Just I'd already spent a season in Ibiza the year before, aged 17. And my dad was furious about it because he thought I was going on a two-week holiday and ended up staying for three months and ended up being a cage (laughs) dancer. Um, Lols. Um, so I went, I went to Val d'Isere and I got off this bus. It was November and I remember it because it was the night before my birthday. So it was the night before my, oh no, it can't be my 18th. It must have been the night before my 19th, sorry. Yeah. And, um, and I, I ended up staying in this bed and breakfast in the middle of Val d'Isere and I called my parents um, and they were like, is everything all right? And I was like, oh, there's nobody in the resort. It was November the 15th. There's nobody in the resort. None of the bars are open. I haven't got anywhere to stay <laughs> this is a nightmare oh you're right I was like but I'm fine I'm fine look I'll be fine I'll go and walk around so the next morning I got up and just walked around the village and walked into this bar called Sharky's I think or yeah I think it was called Sharky's and they were like look we don't have any jobs here but if you go across to Dick's Tea Bar um, which was the club in Val d'Isere there will be um, there will be Rob there and Rob is looking for staff. And I was like, okay, great. And we walked in, I was like, hi, Zoe. Anyway, I got the job. I ended up moving into the staff accommodation, ended up working in this nightclub, this bar nightclub for the rest of the season. I had a great time. But um, yeah, so I decided not to go to uni in answer to your question and just went out and um, I just drank Life loads experience. Of, drank loads of shots. Yeah, it's had a good time. I'm really enjoying this. But I know it's fun. It? What's been your worst hair or fashion decision? Beach blonde perm was mine. What was yours? <sighs> I don't know about hair. I used to always wear my hair really curly, 
But I, I don't feel like that was my worst decision because it probably put me in good stead and that's why my hair's in all right condition now because I didn't really put any heat on it. But I used to have the most ridiculous fake tan. Like, I'm going to post a photo. <laughs> like, so when I was at sixth form, actually sixth form in uni, I used to work for Fake Bake doing spray tans, mm. right? And so I used to travel around to different department stores like Blue Water and Lakeside, those kind of places. And I had a beauty room. And if someone bought a bottle of fake tan or like spent however much on fake tan, I would do them a spray tan in the room. But it was mm. always on like a Thursday, Friday and a Saturday or whatever. So I used to spray myself on all <laughs> of those days as well. So I'd be going out on the Saturday night, so I'd spray myself. And wow. I can't tell you, the, like, the colour that I was is not even a real colour. Like, no. no one is that colour. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it orange. was so orange, so uh, I can't, I mean, I need to post a photo because yeah, it do. was ridiculous. And that is my, yeah, that's the worst decision I ever made was that. I don't know. That went oh. on for quite a while as well. Yeah, well, How about you, you? I feel like it's the time as well. It is the mm. t- like the early sort of what what sort of before I put a date on it. What sort of <laughs> what sort of what sort of year was that? When like, was that? Two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, or a bit later. Uh, what are we in now? Twenty one. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, 2008, 2009, that kind of yeah. time must have been. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the fashion was so different then and what was acceptable then isn't acceptable now. But I mean, mine's all over the internet. So if you want to have a laugh, you just Google basically any photograph pre kind of six years ago. Um, and it's terrible. Yeah, my, my was very, very tanned as well. I also, for a while, had um, hair extensions. We used to call them Gertie. Or Bertie when they changed. Um, and they were a different colour to the rest of my head. So it basically looked oh. like I had sort of like blonde spiders underneath. It, like I used to clip them in. Why didn't anyone tell Clipping, me? Clipping hair extensions. I've still oh my got God. them. I used to do that though. No, but I used to go and make my own. Like oh, I used to go God. to like a shop and buy the hair, right? right and then attach them yes. to these clip things. Yes. They were so bad, like so bad. I just can't, yeah, you know, when you just think, how how did my mum not say something to me? Like, why did she not just say, what on earth are you doing? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They love us. They can't tell us. <laughs> One of the worst outfits I ever wore was when I went to the Brits. It was my first ever time at the Brits. And um, I, I, I don't know what happened, but I'd ha- I basically looked like um, a geisha. Um, <laughs> and they're very beautiful, but not. Not for what the look I was going for. I had a very white face. It was like my body was brown. My face had been powdered white. I had my hair scraped up. I had one of those donuts in my head on the top. And the outfit was a try. I'm going to post a photo. There's so many bad ones. Too many bad ones. Um, Candice, hello to you. You both work really hard and have kids. Thank you. How much do you outsource? This is a good one, i.e. cleaning, cooking, etc. Do you know what? This is so weird, but outside my house probably in about five minutes is a cleaner who's coming to quote me because I haven't had any like I haven't had a cleaner since we moved into this house Mm. and it's just come to a head where I just feel like oh this is too much but other than that I don't yeah I don't actually outsource anything how about you Georgia Georgia doesn't really outsource anything she's basically she does everything and she does it with a smile on her face and she never has um 
a meltdown. Never. I don't sit down though. That's th- I no, not don't all day. sit no. down. Like I, I no, not at all. And it's not good. It's actually really not good, which is why I decided that it was time that I needed to get a cleaner. Well yeah. done. Um, I like this question because I think it's really good to be honest because obviously yeah. Instagram kind of shows you this curated like oh look I do it all but I never talk about it um, mm. so we don't have a regular cleaner but we have they're called the operatives <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're, ama- they're amazing they just come and I basically I probably call them like once every three weeks to come in and do a blast but it's not enough and I would love to have somebody that comes in weekly for like four or five hours to just do yeah. the house that would be so nice to like change the sheets and stuff but no not currently um so I just call them up and and then I go oh the house is filthy can you come and help but generally I'm just doing that stuff myself yes. uh, and Dozer is amazing and he does he's head of bathrooms so I was going to say James is head of laundry yes so I don't yeah. do any of that uh I do all the laundry um, that's my job, and I hate it. Absolutely fucking hate it. Um, cooking. Uh, <laughs> Do you obviously... iron? Do you no, iron? I've got a steamer, I don't though. iron. So, yeah, I've got a steamer. I don't iron. I, I haven't put the ironing board no. up since we moved into this house. I don't even know where it is. No idea where it is. And in terms of childcare, um, we had Lucy, who was our amazing nanny, but she had her baby, Freddie, lovely little Freddie, uh, on the it was like beginning of December. So we've had no childcare since then. Um, they obviously go to preschool and I've been trying to do the drop-offs and the pickups. We're sort of alternating, but generally childcare is falling on me at the moment because Dozer has taken on a big new role. So that's exciting for him. Um, and then we've got a lovely childminder called Nana Corin who takes the kids. If I ring her up and say, look, can you pick them up from school? Can you have them for an afternoon? Yeah. Can you help out? You know, she will do that. But it, it, to be honest with you, it's all a bit crazy at the moment. That's why I feel like I'm about to self-combust because... Um, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard, it's yeah. really, really hard. It's hard. Actually, I was yeah. going to add to that, actually, Zoe. Like, we've got sort of a nanny that we used over the summer, um, last summer before Axel yep. was back at school and Gigi was in nursery. And again, it, that's ad hoc. So if mm. I need her for a couple of hours because we're recording yep. or whatever, then I will use her. But I actually, it's so weird. I was looking at Task Rabbit today. Someone done like a paid thing <laughs> on um, Insta- Instagram. And it's basically like you can hire people to do kind of any odd jobs in your house and I was thinking god that's such a good concept like there's loads of things in my house that I really need to do nice that I don't do they're really easy small tasks but I just don't get around to it's it like and book I- a handyman yeah it's just yeah, a yeah, kind yeah. of but they can do anything they could like do your paperwork I don't know do you know what I mean like they could organize your bookshelf I don't just silly like little anything yeah, any yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look it up because I'm, I'm into it <laughs> I'm into it too <laughs> yeah. are we gonna answer Alexandra's question where is it oh, will yeah, either we're... of your boys get a short haircut as they get bigger I don't know because it's up to them surely isn't it totally up to them yeah totally up to them it's up to them now I say to Kit yeah. Kit do you want mummy to cut your hair short and he says no I like it long same as Axel and so... he goes to the... when well when we could go to the barbers he used to say can you make me look like a geezer so he used to say <laughs> to the man and he'd come out and say to me am I a geezer or a fella and I'd be like oh so <laughs> whatever they said over there <laughs> Am I a geezer or a fella? So, yeah, they like it long, I think. Georgia, why do you call your husband Judgy James? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's judgy. Like, he literally is really judgy, and so is Axel. He's really judgy. Obviously, I've known James since we were 17, so it's not a new thing. It's right. something that I've always known about him. He's very um, particular 
in the yes. way things should be done, right? And everyone makes a joke out of it in my family. Like everyone, I've told you the sock story before, haven't I? I bought, wore a pair of his socks once in a pair of boots. And he was like, I can't believe you've done this to me. They're not boot socks, they're, sh- they're suit socks. And he's very um, adamant. So then my whole family bought him different socks, like socks for wearing to Nando's, socks for wearing on the bus. You know, he's just, it's really, I don't know, his brain just works in a different way to to everyone else's. Um, So he is like, we joke about it. Like he's very judgy, but he knows he is now. I think for the first, you know, part of our relationship, I used to find it really like, wow your standards are crazily high (laughs) whoa this is insane but obviously as we've got to know each other you know you have kids all that kind of stuff you realize you know you you know you know your quirks don't you so I call him judgy James just as a reminder when he is stepping into that judgy area like just a little reminder so yeah (laughs) love that right let's just pick one we're going to finish on one each and mine is going to be Bethany. Can I be best friends with you two? Yes, you can. You absolutely, absolutely can. can. You really Bethany, can. we're planning our podcast tour, actually. That's a bit of an announcement. Yes, Either going to be at the are. end of this year or next year. I feel like that should have had more of like a... Duh, duh, duh. And when <laughs> we do, it's come and then we can meet you in person and we can actually have a hug and share, not share a glass of wine because... You'll have your own glass, but um, yeah, yeah. have a glass of wine together. <laughs> That'd be nice. That would be really nice. And I'm going to finish on this one because this is a question for Zoe, really. What are your all-time favourite songs? Tough question, I know. <laughs> oh, God. You've got to sing it as well. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Go on, George. Um, feeling good. Is that- no, you've got to finish it. If you- no, I know, but I'm oh. going to sing my song now. Oh. If you want to be my lover, oh, God. gotta get with my friends. Jesus, it is amazing <laughs> that we're such good friends. I had to go opposite, didn't I? <laughs> um, thank you so much for sending in all your questions. It's been an absolute giggle. We're going to do it again. Hopefully, you've, you've listened to this podcast either out on a walk whilst your little one sleeps or oh god god even like in the bath with um with a glass of wine it feels like we're all together i love it do you know what someone did a really good thing on instagram the other day they had their headphones in and they were listening to the podcast while their child was sat on their lap watching the tv and i thought that was genius it's not a genius idea amazing maybe you could try that next time yeah love it (laughs) brilliant um please um as always we would love you to rate review subscribe and follow the podcast that would be brilliant and obviously if you do know anybody in your circle that isn't listening to podcasts at the moment maybe you could give them a little tutorial next time you see them and get them onto made by mamas that would be helpful for us thank you absolutely and if you have any suggestions for these friday q a's then please drop us a dm we're on at made by mamas and we will be back on tuesday Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.